Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad you could join us today. We are going to be talking about leadership within the family unit. Yes, that's right. As a parent, you are a leader. I have an amazing leadership master here with me today, and I am going to introduce her to you. Her name is Annie Hyman Pratt, and she is the master at developing leaders and teams that drive rapid growth and sustainable results so entrepreneurs can work on the strategic and visionary aspects of their business and have the time, freedom, and impact they desire. Annie increased her family business income by more than 10 times. The coffee bean and tea leaf, taking it from seven domestic mom and pop shops to an international brand of over 70 stores. She then led the company through a highly successful sale. Annie spent the next two decades as a top-tier business consultant, specializing in rapid growth and change. She has since worked with over 50 entrepreneurial companies in diverse industries, guiding them through virtually every challenge and growth stage imaginable. No other leadership or team development consultant comes close to Annie's level and scope of experience. Her track record of success stems from her unique approach to business strategy, structure, systems, finance, and the quote-unquote missing link of human behavior that brings it all together. Whatever challenges you may be facing in your business or family, Annie has likely seen it and solved it. Welcome, Annie. I'm so happy to have you here today with us. So glad to be here. You know, the first time I saw you speak was at Christian Michelson's, uh, one of his events. And as you were sitting there on stage with him, you would like drop these, these nuggets of just amazing information. And I was like, oh my God, like parents, this totally applies, you know, because my, you know, my people are parents. And I was just like, I have to, like, by the time you like said like the third thing, I don't even know what it was. I was like, I have to get you on my show. So I'm so happy that you're here. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, talk a lot about human behavior. It goes, you know, it applies everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your thing is business. But as you were sitting there talking, I was just like, oh, my God, parents need this, too. I'm like, oh, I totally have to get you on my show. So I'm really happy to have you here with us today. Yeah, same. I wanted to like just kind of dive in and parents don't really think of themselves as leaders, I don't think, but when it comes down to it, they are, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially because I think of leadership so much as helping others succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a big deal. It's kind of the, I think it's actually one of the, longest, um, biggest, um, you know, uh, highest stakes leadership positions you could ever have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would agree, actually. Yeah. I mean, parenting is like the hardest, most important job in the world. And, and we just don't get training for it. And 
you know, if we don't get training yes. for leadership either. Yes. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm super passionate about it. Nice. Yeah. So for parents, like what, what are like some of the biggest mistakes that parents make when it comes to leading their family unit? Yeah, I think um, the biggest, well, from my point of view, the biggest mistakes that parents make is thinking that um, leadership is all about um, kind of demand and control, that it's about kind of, you know, bending people to your will or making them do what you want. And that's really not it at all. Um, uh, Like I said earlier, it really is all about supporting people to be successful and uh, most often towards some kind of common goal. And the interesting thing about parenting is you have a few common goals, but one of the biggest common goals is your child's success because you care about that and they care about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it, it just, oh my gosh, does it apply. So anyhow, so when um, a parent is coming from a place of kind of demand and control, it's... Uh, they're thinking, well, this, you know, this thing has to happen, or I really need my child to behave or do exactly what I say. Um, But when you, by the time you need that from your child, you want to have built up quite a good relationship, like a cooperating relationship. So that, um, you know, again, so that by the time you make a demand, maybe in a crisis or something, your child actually listens instead of resisting being controlled by you, right? Which is uh, what uh, children start to naturally go through, right? First, I think of like some of the biggest times as toddlers, right? Resisting being controlled by you. Uh, I can't tell you how many times my son would say to me, you're not the boss of me. (laughs) At the time I was like, I had sold my business and I said, oh, James, I'm not the boss of many people anymore, but you, I'm still the boss. (laughs) But he was resisting it, you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be bossed around and teens don't want to be bossed around and, uh, and frankly, adults don't want to be bossed around either. So, you know, so I think the big mistake is thinking that you have to get a, um, a child to be kind of strictly obedient and it doesn't work that way. I think of it much more as, um, as parents, you want your child to be able to cooperate and come to agreements. Come to, you know, being able to make commitments that they can stick to. And being able to engage in a, you know, in a negotiation, in a discussion, in a, you know, where they actually have some influence over how things turn out for them yeah imagine that yeah yeah exactly (laughs) oh man yeah Uh uh-huh and uh, and as you were talking about too i was saying oh your negotiation it's like this is a great opportunity for parents to model this kind of behavior which kids of course you know pick up on and so if parents know how to negotiate with their child then their child is going to learn how to negotiate with them and other people in their world. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And they learn how to negotiate from a place of really strong influence, right? Instead of 
thinking that they have to go for control to get what they want. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's an important lesson, and the earlier the better. Yeah. So when you're talking about, like, influence, like, how can parents influence their kids to, like, get the result that they're looking for? Yeah. So there, um, uh, there's a couple ways. Uh, but let me say that the most important thing in making an agreement is that there's some kind of common goal, right? So it's uh, you as a parent, um, some, sometimes you're uh, very concerned about your child's safety, right? And since they can't comprehend a lot of that, they're so not concerned about their safety, Right. Um, but when you can pull it into a uh, kind of a mutual common goal of, um, look, we need this part of the day to go well so that we can enjoy um, the play date later on today. For example, if you have a little kid or um, uh, as a teen, when I had teens, it might be something like, um, hey, look, we, you know, I really want you to um, show up for dinner uh, with your grandparents. And during dinner, you know, pay attention, like make eye contact, um, say something. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and I need you to do that because that makes the dinner way easier and, and um uh, a better experience for all of us. And then later in the, e first of all, we can get out of there quicker because we don't have to, I don't have to spend time entertaining them later because we didn't do a good job at dinner. And, you know, and second of all, then later in the evening, you know, I can pay attention to what you guys want to do. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, trying to put things into some, into kind of a mutual cooperation thing. Sometimes it's going to be, actually something they both want, um, like uh, uh, having a vacation turn out well, right? right? Like I, you know, like the kind of thing of like, hey, um, I need to not worry about you running at the pool. <laughs> so, and if I don't have to worry about you running at the pool, again, then we'll have, we'll be able to take a lot more time at that pool. Right. So that's a good example of a mutual goal. But mutual goals can also be, hey, I help you, and then later you help me. Or, you know, you help me first, and then I help you later. Or, um, look, this is important to make this part of our family work or our day work. So basically, you're getting a win-win for everybody involved. Yes, for sure. You're definitely going for that. And even if it's, you know, even if your child doesn't want to negotiate or, you know, is, is being particularly defiant on a, on a day, it's um, don't worry too much of that. Because, don't worry too much about that because, you, you know, you'll have some days that don't go like you want, but you get in the habit of working it out, of coming to mutual agreements. And they get the experience of seeing how, oh, that could work out. Oh, it does work out quite a bit. Oh, and then and then it's like, oh, I know how mom operates. Like, you know, I, you know, and I can try to get into understanding what mom's going for. And I know if I help her with that, she'll be much more open to, you know, to kind of helping me with the things I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's give and take. So yeah, yeah win for everybody. That's perfect. 
Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Whether you are dealing with your child's latest tantrum or disagreeing with your partner about finances, you find yourself having conversations you'd rather not have every day. It's easy to see why we'd rather avoid talking about it. Yet putting off a difficult conversation today can lead to an even bigger problem tomorrow. How do you say what needs to be said and get the results you want without triggering their defenses and risking another disagreement that accomplishes nothing? It's time for a different approach. Robin's five-week course, Be Persuasive, How to Have Successful Conversations, outlines a step-by-step approach for the results you want from your most important and hardest conversations. You'll discover how to have more harmonious relationships through better communication, raise difficult issues without backing others into a corner, maintain your focus no matter how the other party reacts, and resolve problems once and for all. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping Into the Ten Da Dao Chung Life Transformation with Dr. and Master Shaw with host Diana Gold Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shaw. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping Into the Ten Da Dao Chung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. All right, we are back. So can you talk a little bit about psychological safety and what is that and how do you create that yes totally okay so so i have to start uh with a little bit of context and um that is that um humans have a really interesting brain and um nervous system so we have um, a part of our brain called the amygdala. Most people are now familiar with it. You know, lots of people think about it as the fight, 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 flight, or freeze part of their brain. Right. I think of it as fight, flight, freeze, or please. There's a lot of times you can go into super pleasing behaviors, um, but they're not authentic, right? It's like, I'm going to say exactly what you want me to say right now, even though that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know lots of people who do that. Yes, Yes. lots. Yes, and that was my defense 
mechanism of choice through most of my life, right? I could say yes a lot when I really meant maybe. Right. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or maybe I meant no, but I'll try to get out of it later, you know, right. something like that. So and why do we do that? Yes. So we do that because humans are, um, by their nature, uh, threat, this amygdala part especially, is a threat-detecting machine. Mm-hmm. It's like we needed emotions um, to run automatic behaviors. So, um, so and, and then our thinking part of our brain, like we're going to do something complex like figure out a math problem or, um, or negotiate, you know, how we're going to uh, work the rest of the day, how we're going to, um, you know, what our schedule is for the rest of the day. That happens in the front of your brain. That happens in, in the executive area of the brain. That, that area needs a lot of energy. Like it takes a lot of focus. Um, but emotions happen in the amygdala and they happen like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and think about your own emotions, like especially uh, emotions like fear and anger. They have so much power, right? They just have, they have an extraordinary amount of power and it's very hard to control your behavior when you're in a lot of fear or in um, anger or some other kind of really strong emotion, right? <laughs> Even anxiety, worry, any of those. Um, and so, so the thing is that as humans, we need to learn how to work with those emotions because they're automatic, We, you know, it's like, uh, I think um, small children and toddlers are such an example of that, right? The tiniest thing and their emotions are are kind of out of control because they haven't learned to regulate their emotions yet. Okay. So the thing about that is as toddlers, the behavior is obvious. As people grow up and they, and your kids become teenagers and then young adults, etc. The um, the behaviors are less obvious, and they learn to have some control over their emotions, but frankly, less than most people understand. Hmm. So they're having those emotions, and they're doing their best to not, you know, do something that will. Um, you know, that is completely socially unacceptable, for example, okay? But that doesn't stop us from doing all kinds of self-protective behaviors, um, things like blaming others or criticizing or defensiveness or um, uh, manipulating or uh, ignoring things that are going on, denying that anything's a problem or whatnot, you know, um, flat-out lying, Like, you know, lying is a defense behavior. It's just, it's like, it doesn't, it has a motive and the motive is survival. It's not, you know, it's not malintent, actually. At the deepest level, you know, it's like humans have two sides. The side that is automatic and is only out for our survival and unfortunately, today's threats are not like, yet. you know, are not like old, old days threats. Today's threats are these psychological threats, these threats of like, hey, if you don't um, succeed or get good grades in school, you may not have a good career. That's a threat. So if you are, you know, if your grades are starting to go down, 
um, you feel, you know, your amygdala knows that you're in some kind of danger. You're going to have some reaction to it, mm-hmm. right? Could mm-hmm. be blaming the teacher. It could be, um, you know, uh, trying hard to, um, uh, you know, downplay how important grades are. I mean, there are all kinds of behaviors you can come out with. Okay. So let me come back to psychological safety. Okay. Um, when somebody feels psychologically safe, which basically means they, they're not under threat, they don't perceive themselves under threat, when they're in that place, then they can really cooperate. They can really think about other people. They can think about um, how something is going to turn out in the future. They can um, uh, reason in much more complex ways. Right, right. When you're when you're running for your life, so to speak, you're not thinking much of anything except, you know, I gotta run. Yeah, survival. Yes, it's all about that. Exactly. So, so the thing about psychological safety is it it's kind of a two sided deal. The first side is how resilient am I? How much stress or threat can I take before I? am overwhelmed by uh, an, an emotional reaction that causes me to behave in a way that doesn't work well, like blaming others or acting out at others, um, like completely shutting down, right? Those are opposite ends of the spectrum. Same behavior, though, of self-protecting. Yeah. So, so part of it is my own resilience. But the second part is, is that all of us have an ability to increase the level of psychological safety for the people that we talk with, for the people that we interact with. So for parents, this is particularly important because your children are extraordinary threat-detecting machines and you're the biggest threat, meaning that if they think that they are um, out of favor, that you are starting to not like or love them, that you are um, right angry with them, um, that you might behave in a way that um, harms them. And I don't mean physically harms them. I mean like, you know, maybe you're going to cut down some screen time or something, right? When they feel under threat they will go to all those self-protective behaviors instead of being able to talk about what's really going on. So, so for example, um, if, uh, you know, I think a classic one is getting upset with a child over bringing home maybe some poor grades or poor test score or something. Sure. And, you, and you know that the evening before they didn't bother to study, right? They resisted studying. They decided that wasn't important. Uh, my, my, you know, one of my kids certainly said to me more than once, I've got it, mom. But if they come home with a poor grade on an exam and I start getting angry with them, they're not going to be thinking anything about how could I make sure I get a better grade next time? That's not what they're thinking. They are thinking, how do I stop mom from being angry right now? And, and for a kid with a bad grade, often that could be with some lies, 
It could be with telling me, oh, I'm definitely going to study, you know, way, way, way more next time. But that is not, they're saying it to please me, to take the pressure down. Right. They're not making a commitment. So, so if I can um, come at this from a place of, hey, let's talk about this. Like, you know, and have them and interact with my child in a way that they still know that I love them and I care about them. And I care about how this turns out for them. It's like I, you know, let's talk about this for a second. Because one grade, I might start it with, you know, one grade, on one exam on its own is, is, is kind of no big deal in life, right? Like, I mean, right. come on, we're going to take bazillions of exams. That's not the big deal. Right. But my bigger concern here is, you know, sort of what was going on last night when you were thinking you had it down, right? And is this something that if you don't, you know, if the grade's not important to you, hey, I'm okay with that, but then let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you want from your schooling, right? It's, it's, it's like, let's make sure that we're on the same page for what you want for you and for what I want for you. Mm, imagine that. Right. Yeah. And, and especially when it comes to school. Yeah. Oh, especially when it comes from to school, especially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and there's, and, and in that way, then it first conveys the thing of like, Hey, look, my bigger concern is you and how this turns out for you. Instead of, I'm angry that you didn't study. And how could you? Because right. it's too easy to feel unsafe and kind of go to the place of too. Uh, you know, for for my kids, it's like, oh, maybe they don't like me as much as my sibling. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's a thing. Right. Yeah. And plus you're dealing with, you know, the immature brain. So that, you know, the thought reasoning process is, is immature. So that's a factor. Oh my gosh. The imbalance of that, actually, the emotional center is on fire. (laughs) And, And the reasoning part is like fledgling, right? So, oh my gosh. Yes. They, they, you know, the amount of safety and reassurance that they need is way more than, you know, than we as typical parents understand. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because we can't really remember what it was like. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to remember back then how scary my parents were. And they were, you know, but now I'm like, well, parents aren't scary, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you are one, it's like, oh, I don't want to be scary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh-huh. But, but your kids' um, perception is so skewed mm-hmm. because they, you know, because they're, because we're wired to be threat detecting. And those emotional centers are, you know, like I said, for teens and toddlers, just on fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Very hard to control. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important for sure. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Whether you are dealing with your child's latest tantrum or disagreeing with your partner about finances, 
You find yourself having conversations you'd rather not have every day. It's easy to see why we'd rather avoid talking about it. Yet putting off a difficult conversation today can lead to an even bigger problem tomorrow. How do you say what needs to be said and get the results you want without triggering their defenses and risking another disagreement that accomplishes nothing? It's time for a different approach. Robin's five-week course, Be Persuasive, How to Have Successful Conversations, outlines a step-by-step approach for the results you want from your most important and hardest conversations. You'll discover how to have more harmonious relationships through better communication, raise difficult issues without backing others into a corner, maintain your focus no matter how the other party reacts, and resolve problems once and for all. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Do you find yourself thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable? Do you sometimes feel that there is something wrong with you and that you're hiding something? These are more common thoughts than you would think. It's time to talk about this. Tune in to Where Words Can't Reach, Shedding Light on Our Dark Side with Dr. Madeline DeLittle. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. And we're back. So, Annie, um, do you have anything else that you would like to add about the creating psychological safety? I think the only thing to add is I think of psychological safety, kind of, you know, having it promote getting your own resilience up and uh, promoting an environment of psychological safety for others, making it safe for your family and your kids. I think of all of that as self-leadership right, as um, being able to regulate my own emotions so that I can show up well in, um, in stressful situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to show up well when, um, you know, when there's nothing difficult going on. But when you got kids in a life, there's a lot of difficulty. Yes. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> and the trick is to um, grow your own self-leadership. And I think of it very much like, uh, well, I also sometimes call it emotional endurance, growing your endurance. Right. It's not something that we're born with. We are born to run away, you know, fight, flight, freeze, or please in stress. We're not wired. We have to learn afterwards to, uh, to be able to regulate all that so that we can do something more helpful. So we can do the things that actually are a lot more productive with our kids and with our businesses and with our lives. All right. And it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think of it very much like an athlete, 
right? It's like, okay, uh, maybe like a marathon runner. It's like all of us are at different places of how far we can run. Right. You know, almost none of us can run a marathon. So, you know, it's like, well, we don't have to run a marathon, but, you know, for emotional endurance and kind of self-leadership, we need to be able to run more than half a mile. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So basically, slow down, take a breath, learn to articulate your emotions, what's going on, and what else would you add to that? Uh, and, um, and know that you're going to make a lot of stumbles like that. It's, you know, there is no way to grow this skill and not mess up. It's like uh, learning to, you know, ski or skateboard or ride a bike or whatnot. You're not going to do it without falling. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just know, yeah, that's part of it, you know. Okay. And so, like, when it comes to negotiating things with your kids, like, say you want to get them to do something, is there, like, a way that you can phrase it that would make it, like, more acceptable or get their buy-in or even maybe make it make them think it's their idea (laughs) yes yes there is um and i think of it i think of it as like super useful when um one you want to um suggest something that you think they're going to resist okay and two when you're having a discussion and you're you know and clearly the you still have a gap and you're not close to making any kind of agreement. Okay. In both those situations, it's really handy to use the skill of talking tentatively. Talking okay. tentatively. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I first learned about this uh, in a dialogue book called Crucial Conversations. And what talking tentatively is, is you are going to um, Put your idea or your request or whatnot out there, but you're going to do it um, by making it really kind of a suggestion. A, um, you're going to make sure that they understand your uh, position is not fixed. So, for example, let's say that, um, you know, we, we want to negotiate um, – uh, how Saturday is going to go, how much time we're going to spend at, at grandma's house, <laughs> how much time, uh, you know, the, how much time for the rest of the day. Okay, so I can go into the conversation and start with, hey, so here's the thing. We're going to, you know, we're going to go to grandma's house and we're going to be there from, you know, 11 to 4, you know, and my kids at that point might say, oh, mom, because, you know, first of all, they're not going to get up till 11. (laughs) You know, so then to them, it sounds like all day, right? All day. Okay. So, and the thing is, is like, I probably would be willing even to, you know, have maybe a few less hours, but if they come earlier, like that work out for me, right? Okay. So, so I might put it out there as, hey, so I'm, I had a thought about going to grandma's today and I'm wondering how it sounds to go from like 11 to four. Cause then you guys could sleep in 
Or we could go from like 9.30 to, what is it, to 1.30, 9.30 to after lunch. Um, so, yeah, so I had those two thoughts. What, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. So now it's like I haven't made a demand. I haven't said, hey, we're going to grandma's from 11 to 4. Right. It's like, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think of a good, another good example here. Like, what if you want them just to do something like the dishes and they're like, ah, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then they like leave it and don't get to it or it takes them like three hours to do you know 15 minutes of dishes or you know something like that yeah 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 oh that's a good one yeah so um you can still use talking tentatively and i think it's a you know it's a good way to also kind of see where they are and have them uh think about how are they really going to spend their night so i might say something like you know hey, okay, I think it's, you know, James's turn for dishes tonight. And James, I know you have some homework. So what you thinking? Are you going to do the dishes now or might you do it later? I'm thinking it might be better to do it now to get it out of the way. But, you know, what, what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And that puts them in a place of, you know, A, having to think about it. B, it lets him, uh, how would I say, like, not be wrong for choosing it later, but he's making a commitment. And once he makes that kind of commitment, if, you know, it doesn't turn out well to do the dishes later. Like, it just doesn't. So, you know, they do come around. They start to think about, oh, it's my choice here. And right. it's my responsibility. So I'm going to have to choose something. Mm-hmm. And it leaves me in a place of having a discussion about it instead of, you know, it being 10 o'clock and I'm like, James, are you going to do those dishes? Like, what's going on here? You know, or being angry about it. Right. So what happens if it does get late and he's like, oh, I have too much homework or I can't do it or or just not doing it. It's like, I want to play video games or mess with my phone. Yeah. Well, then we're going to have a different kind of discussion. Right. You know, then we're going to have the discussion about kind of responsibility and commitments. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I might not even do it that night because one of the things about interacting with, um, with, with your kids is that again, you want them to be in their thinking brain. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to interact when he's already super tired and, um, and maybe stressed about, you know, not texting enough with his friends or whatever. Like, that's a thing to remember is that kids, teenagers especially, are uh, really concerned about their social relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, they got a lot of brain power in that. Like, you know, it's like a, it's a major area where they're trying to feel safe all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if he's already kind of had a bad day and now he's short on energy, I probably won't talk about it then. But I may say something like, um, hey, James, so, you know, this didn't go all that well tonight. So tomorrow, you know, let's 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 talk about how this could go better. Mm -hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. And then the next day we're going to talk about, you know, hey, what's, you know, kind of what's happening here. And what could we do differently? What could you do differently? Is there anything you'd need from me to support you? Like, let's really talk about what would make it, uh, those dishes happen. 
Right. So basically, you're getting curious to find out more information and find out what's going on to understand where he's at. Yes. Yes, totally. And it, you know, and it, and what I found is that when kids can feel safe enough and start to really open up, then, then you have something to talk about. Because, you know, if my child is actually ready, so um, the studying isn't going well, studying for a test that should have taken an hour is now taking four hours or something. Um, or they're, um, you know, they're texting nonstop because they got into a fight with a girlfriend or something. It's like, oh, those are things we can actually talk about a bit. And that's where I can actually offer some support. Right. Um, and I think that's the thing that we, you know, when I think about kind of the, the biggest goal of interacting with kids or relationship with kids, I know for me and my own kids anyways, I'll talk about it from this perspective, is that I want my children to be able to come to me during the most um, dangerous, um, fraught, difficult times in their lives. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if they can't, you know, if they can't do it day to day, um, when, you know, in kind of regular life for things that are not life or death, then when something really bad happens, chances are they can't do it. Yeah. And that's the time that you really, really need them to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the few, you know, I've had clients who've worked with me and they, they come back and they tell me stories like, oh, my daughter told me this. And, you know, it's like, oh, thank God she told you. Yes. Like, it would have been so bad not knowing this, you know, like, oh. And, I, and I'm just like, oh, yay, you did it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Whether you are dealing with your child's latest tantrum or disagreeing with your partner about finances, you find yourself having conversations you'd rather not have every day. It's easy to see why we'd rather avoid talking about it. Yet putting off a difficult conversation today can lead to an even bigger problem tomorrow. How do you say what needs to be said and get the results you want without triggering their defenses and risking another disagreement that accomplishes nothing? It's time for a different approach. Robin's five-week course, Be Persuasive, How to Have Successful Conversations, outlines a step-by-step -step approach for the results you want from your most important and hardest conversations. You'll discover how to have more harmonious relationships through better communication, raise difficult issues without backing others into a corner, maintain your focus no matter how the other party reacts, and resolve problems once and for all. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Hi, my name is Cass Thomas, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my friend Monish Malotra for our show Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We'll be talking about abuse, exclusion, relationship, addictions, possibilities, LGBTQI, and more. Is it time to create the life you truly desire? Join us, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This show can change your life. It's changing ours. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. All right, welcome back, everybody. So I'd love to talk a little bit about apologies, too, because I know it's apologies are one thing that's really easy to screw up. And so can you talk a little bit about that? I can. And then I think we have something for everybody, too. Yes, we do. Uh Yeah, awesome. So, okay. So the biggest thing about apologies is they are not about you. Right. (laughs) They are about the other person. They are... You know, they are so that you can repair so that the other person can understand you care about them, that you sincerely are sorry that they had suffering and that you played a part in it. It doesn't even mean that it's all your fault. I know one of the problems with apologies is people get really hung up in blame. It's like, I don't want to apologize if it wasn't my fault. Right. It's like, that's not what it's about. We're going, we're, what we're going for here is relieving somebody's suffering and bringing your relationship back together. And no matter what, you, you know, well, let me say, you know, 99 times out of 100, you played a part. <laughs> Maybe not the right. whole thing, but you played a part. And so... Uh, a, a good apology talks about the other person um, talks about um, uh, how they're feel how they're feeling your impact on them and your part in it. So what that sounds like is you know, hey, um, I you know I really want to apologize um, because uh, yesterday when I was. Um, you know, late to our late to the dinner banquet. Um, I, you know, I know it caused a lot of anxiety and 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 made you kind of angry and frustrated, right? And um, and uh, I know that me being late really triggered that. I'm truly sorry. And then the next thing is to say what you intend to do differently next time. So it's like, I'm really sorry. And next time I'm planning on pinging myself 10 minutes earlier. Or I'm planning on checking in with you earlier in the day to talk about how I'm getting there to make sure I'm on the same page with you or whatnot. I think a you know, good example of that is maybe I wasn't so late. Maybe I'm feeling like my a significant other should not have been that upset. Like it's like no big deal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that this is not about me. And my significant other, 
feels very strongly about being on time, me less. But for him, it's very much a values thing of wasting somebody's time or not meeting your commitment on time feels disrespectful. Right. So when people are late with me, I don't feel disrespected. I could be annoyed occasionally, but I literally do not feel disrespected. But he does. And so I want to apologize for me triggering that, right? I could have been on time. So it's worth, it's really worth letting somebody know that you're sorry for your part in something. Because what it says is, I care about you. And I care about how I show up and how I behave in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what about like when people are like, oh, I didn't mean that. Or I'm sorry you got mad. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I'm sorry you took it that way. Uh-huh. Yes. It's, again, it's... um oh my gosh, it's infuriating for the other people because for the other person on the other side of that, because it's like, that's not an apology. Right. That basically is a form of defensiveness. Mm -hmm. And defensiveness is um, basically the same thing as blame. Right. Because it's like, no, no, no. It's not me. And if it's not me who's at fault here, who is it? Right? So if I say something like, I'm really sorry you took it that way, I might as well just say, hey, you shouldn't have got upset about that. This is your fault that you're upset. Ouch. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and uh-huh. That's not a good way to repair a relationship. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And I know and- people get hung up on intent. It's like, well, I don't want them to think I intended to do, to do that. And people know that already. If you're in a relationship, you can assume that nobody's in, you know, in general, they're not intending to hurt you. Right. But we got to apologize and take responsibility for our part in triggering somebody, especially when we, when we know. It's like, I know my husband cares about me being on time. Right. You know, I've known that from like our second date when I was late. So, you know, it's like, this is not new information. Right. Uh-huh. It's very clear that this is important to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us a little bit about your gift for everybody? Yes. So, I have a uh, kind of a one-page um, uh, formula of how to apologize effectively and also how to appreciate somebody effectively. Oh, excellent. It's, appreciation is uh, one of those things that is, oh my gosh, it just pays dividends like 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, nobody appreciates too much. I have yeah. not met anybody who ever appreciated too much. And it does not make people, even teenagers, entitled. I promise. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you can't appreciate too much. But there is a... Uh, a way to appreciate that's really important. And I won't spoil it, but I do encourage you to grab this one sheet uh, so that you can see not only get that a formula for apologizing. Yes, it's this, this amazing little thing, this little sheet yeah. here. But uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't see it because this is radio, but for those of you who uh, get access to the video, you'll get to see it. Or if you download it, it'll be all yours. You can print it out and hold it in your hands and... Use yeah. it as a guideline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
So where you go is our website is Leading Edge Teams. So all together, uh, Leading Edge Teams, with an S, dot com, and then forward slash Robin dash gift. Yes, and we will also post that on our website in the show notes. So everybody can just go there and click on the link instead of try to write it all out. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, Annie. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. And I know everybody is going to really get a lot out of this because parents are leaders. They have one of the most important leadership roles ever. And we all want our kids to be successful. Thank you. Some of you have been writing in wanting to know how you can support my show so that I can continue to bring more amazing guests and thought-provoking conversations. I really appreciate your desire to want to support me, and I love that you're listening to the show and you're downloading it, and please come back every week because that is one way, easy way that you can support me and my work. I'm very excited to introduce to you Intimate Conversations, my new membership program. Each month, when you sign up for the membership, you will receive an email with access to exclusive content such as bonus recordings and interviews, video replays on select interviews, bonus content from the interviews when they run long. Today is a perfect example. Annie and I actually, at the end of our conversation, like it just took off and we talked for another 15 or 20 minutes and just covered some really incredible material that I just don't have room for in the radio show today. So I had to cut out that content, but it's so valuable that there's just no way I can't share it. So I am super excited to let you know about Intermittent Conversations. And if you would like to listen to those portions of the interview that I edited out or watch the video of the interview, you can sign up for Intimate Conversations membership for just $10 a month. And I will send you an email with access to the exclusive content. If you have any questions, you can email support at robin at holistic sex ed radio and my team will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you everybody for joining us and listening in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.